start talking. Right now? Yes. <clears throat> Hello, uh, there is a rumor going around that people with a strong media following and celebrities are being forced to promote the vaccination. I wish to tell you that everything that you have heard about this is a lie generated straight from the former president. Tr- really? Trump? Read what we gave you or no one will be able to listen to your podcast ever again. All right, all right, damn. Uh, that was a lie generated straight from former President Trump, and we in no way have been threatened that we will be audited by the IRS going back as far as 1984. 1984? I wasn't even born in 84. I was born in 86. Finish it. I would like to tell you that you should be vaccinated so that you don't give COVID to someone that has been vaccinated. So listen to CNN and get vaccinated today. But you know that thousands of people already died from the vaccine. He warned you, Mr. Dan. Hey, hey, no, 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 no. Hot a place, we ain't caring about your feelings, yeah. Anytime, any place, you can feel it here. Steven, then you out of space, so we clear the air. Any topic, and it's safe, so just be prepared. Don't assume, keep it straight, we might keep it fair. The news, the page, we gonna keep it real. If you tune in, then you sick for real. A Bluetooth, we took the red pill. Every image in the video, talk about it. Different views on the subject, we must talk about it. At the end of the day, we just talking, homie. Only me in the room, but it's like a party. Introducing Stephen Daniel, author, artist, all around great guy. Hello, out of placers. This is what I want to say to all the people who still refuse to wash their hand. Haven't they learned anything yet within the last year and a half? I don't see them washing their hands at all. This summer, I have been to Disney, Legoland, many stores, malls, and restaurants, and I have seen people still not washing their damn hands. This messed up world is filled with idiot people, people who think the government cares about them. If you think that the government cares about you, you probably think that strippers love you too. I mean, I love America, and I think it's so great that even people who hate it won't even leave. But it's hard to trust our government. This is what it's like right now. So since COVID cases are going down and vaccinations are readily available, we made the decision to go completely maskless and get rid of all restrictions. Oh my goodness, finally. I've been waiting for this day. I feel so free. Thank you. I knew you could do it better than Trump. Now things can go back to normal. I need you to put that right back on. What? Your mask. I need you to put that right back on. But it's been like 10 seconds since you told us to take it off. Yeah, but within those 10 seconds, cases went up a little, so I need you to put the mask right back on. Go ahead. Well, no, it's a virus, and it's going to mutate and spread, but we have vaccinations now, right, which could do a good job of protecting us, right? The thing is, everyone is talking again and doing other stuff like kissing, and that can be remedied by just getting that disposable cloth right back on your handsome face. But I'm fully vaccinated. Got both my shots. I did my part. I, I even did that frame thing on Facebook so that people, uh, other people could see what I, that I did something. They called me a hero, you know? And they told me how proud they are. You sure are a hero, sir. You did your part. And we are so proud of you for doing so. Who is the bestest little man in the world? Me? You got it. So be a good American and put your mask right back on. Huh? When is this all going to end? When are we going to go back to normal? Uh, you have no clue what you're doing, huh? Not a clue, sir. We do like to pretend we do. We are very good at that. We are running out of reasons to blame the Republicans since we control all the government now. But that does not stop us from trying, right? Anyways, so since you are very good at listening, put the mask back on! I've always wondered why does it seem like so many people when power are so dumb? Why can't we get a better class of leaders? Listeners, I figured it out. I realized that when I was watching Rick and Morty, power is inherently anti-intellectual. Now, hear me out. What does a smart person do? They ask the right questions. The smart people are always using logic and doing their best to speak the truth, even though people don't want to listen to the truth. Everyone else who's following blindly is just lost, and the people in power know that. They have to dumb everything down and put so much fear in you. No matter what the subject is, they're going to put fear in you, and they're going to put blame on something ridiculous. So that is why it seems that those in power are also some of the dumbest. I mean, look at Biden, look at Trump, and look at all those people that are around them. It is not just the people in government. Look at the countless musicians, 
athletes and actors, they are some of the dumbest rich people who make their money off of chumps like you and me. Smart people in power know how to hide. They know the game. They don't have to show their face. They don't have to go in front of the camera to dupe you. Like, why do you women have the hardest time finding pants with pockets for certain brands? It's because they would lose so much money on their purses and bags if you could fit more things in your pockets like men do. We are surrounded by a bunch of idiots. You know the idiots? You know, the ones that discovered Gorilla Glue is the best hairspray or that Tide Pods are super tasty. You know what we should do? We should introduce them to the cotton candy in the attic. These are the very same that are addicted to their phones. Listen, you got to know when to put it down. But there are still people, no matter what age, that don't know how to use a phone in the way of respect to everyone around them. It's sad that after so many years, people are still texting and driving. They're just checking up on the social media. Just maybe they shared something and they want to see responses or anything like that while they're driving. Listen, if you're sitting at a dinner with your friends and family and you're texting somebody that's who's not there, that is a problem. You have an addiction. If you are sitting and talking to someone or in a meeting and you put your phone on the table, face up or face down, it doesn't matter. But by doing that, it sends a subconscious message to everyone around you that they are not important to you at that moment. If you wake up and you check your phone before you say good morning to your partner, you have a really bad addiction. And just like all the other addictions, it will destroy your relationships. You are just wasting time and money and life will never be easy for you. It is very frustrating watching people that do not know how to properly handle the phone. People focus on mostly dumb that are a waste of time or things that don't really matter. For example, I love TikTok because when going on social media platforms outside of TikTok, I see nothing but negativity. People complaining about their exes or just so much drama. Anyways, on TikTok, I'm scrolling through all the live stuff and I came across a space station. People doing some floating in space. I think that is incredible. I mean, think about it for a sec compared to the space program in the late 60s, how people were watching it back then to compare to now. I am watching a live feed in space from my phone on TikTok. That is absolutely amazing. You know how many people were watching it? Eight. And that's including me. You know how many people were watching a woman just putting on makeup because her were all out? 800 people watching. You know how many people were watching a woman lip syncing? Another one with the tits all out. 4,000 people were watching, hoping that there might be a nip slip during her dance because her shirt was a little loose. I have a feeling that I, that after just saying that, that some of you have been triggered, but I don't care. The other day, one of my friends asked me, what is the one thing that many people do that I don't? And it's giving a f I really don't know where people are getting all these from. But I tried looking online. I tried looking out the window. I even went to Target and looked in aisle 7A and I could not find one single f to give. I'm always getting criticized for this podcast, but I don't care because many of you lovely listeners love the show and continue to share the podcast. And I hope you keep doing that. I hope you scream it out. I hope you you're sharing it like crazy and talking about it. Let's just piss off more of these people. Let's make it fun. Just keep sharing it and piss them off. Because it doesn't matter what other people say. They will always have something to say, no matter what you do. If you get fat, they will say, oh, you ate too much. You look like if you lose weight, they will say, oh, you are sick and you need to eat more. If you dress well, oh, you're just showing off. If you dress simple, all of a sudden you are poor. No matter what you do in life, people will always criticize you. So just do what makes you happy. Don't worry about the sheeples and the mindless robots. Just remember to always do you. Because those people, they're f Compare the people now to the people back then. People were different back then compared to now. I mean, back then, people wanted to make the future better. They dreamt of doing great things. Like in the 1950s, people would say, hey, I bet in 70 years we're going to have flying cars. 70 years later, we've determined that syrup is racist. Like I said, I hate dealing with those type of idiots. But we have to do it. Because we got a lot of practice in school, didn't we? I don't know if you know this, but when you were in school, you remember when you were put into groups? I'm going to tell you a secret. The teachers didn't do that to teach you how to teamwork or how to work together nicely. No. When the teacher forced you to group up with other students that wasn't your friend, they split you and your friends up. It was because they wanted to teach you how to deal with the incompetence, the lazy, and the stupidity of the future co-workers in the workplace. And it's not just the workplaces where you shop and how you deal with friends and families. They were just helping you deal with the stupid, difficult people. That's my theory.
Anyways, we got a fun show for you this month. For the touchy topic, I'm talking about being more like 007. Brit does her thing, we meet Lenny's parents, and for the VO nonsense, we got a guest writer who is the creator of a fantastic future franchise which will blow up. It is called Akurimono. The creator shared a script with me and allowed me to bring it to life, and I'm excited for y'all to hear it. So kick back and relax with your favorite drink and enjoy the episode. Time to get touchy. Get ready to be triggered. We all should be more like 007. I'm not talking about the fancy car that James Bond has had. He has performed some of the most amazing stunts, making a lot of the iconic cars. He has driven even more awesome, but I'm not talking about the cars. I'm not talking about fighting enemies like Jaws, learning any of the mixed martial arts that the Bonds have shown us. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about consuming a crazy amount of alcohol like our favorite martini-loving spy. Studies have shown that when Bomb wasn't in prison or in hospitals or in rehabs, and, and this is the book, he has downed a lot of the fun juice. They calculated that he had about five vodka martinis a day, so I'm definitely not talking about that. I'm not talking about having all the gadgets he's had. No matter how unrealistic his toys were, we all dreamt of owning them all and being able to use them on people that pissed us off. At least I did. My three favorite gadgets was the Rolex watch and live and let die. It had a miniature buzzsaw built into its bezel. Then there was the wrist gun from Moonraker. I know it's not a big deal to many people, but I love the Assassin's Creed franchise. So I found the wrist gun pretty freaking cool. And then there's the Ericsson phone. I love this one from Tomorrow Never Dies. That phone scans fingerprints, the antenna is detachable and doubles as a lockpick. It has 2,000 volt security system and the touchpad allows Bond to remotely control his BMW through a monitor screen. Bond has had so many amazing gadgets, but I am not talking about that. I'm not even talking about how to be irresistible to women like the great womanizing spy. All those things I mentioned made him look cool, but it's not what made him be cool. I'm going to give you some advice that my father had given me a while ago when I needed advice on how to handle things better. He told me how I should be more like 007. Now I'm going to tell you how you can remain cool like 007. Before I keep going, I would like to let you know that the tips that I'm going to be giving y'all is really for the men, but there are some things I'm going to be saying that women can practice too. So let's get started. The first thing to do to be more like 007 is to never act emotional or passionate in a bad way. Women are way better at working through emotional problems than men. It's just the way it is. Once you get past the dating, because we all know that while you're in a dating phase, you're only showing the best version of yourselves. But when you get past all that, sometimes women will find a child and not a man. These are the soy boy pricks you always hear me talking about. The beta males. They are always acting too emotional, which prevents them from being in a healthy adult relationship. Women has to be their mother all the time. These weak men are always living in the past, always making excuses because they can't take responsibility for the that they do. They have no sense of style. They are too much of a to look you in the eye. Even when they're you out, they can't even look you in the eye because they are always all bark and no bite. And of course, beta males get offended by every thing. You know, when you have an emotional man child, when he complains about every freaking thing, it's raining outside. I don't want to get wet. There's too many people in here. They put too much ice in my diet lemonade. He might be a man child. When you have to clean up after him, like when you eat at Taco Bell, right? And instead of cleaning his food tray, he just leaves it there. Maybe you're eating at a casual dining place and he isn't nice to the server. Because these type of men think that they could be to server just because they paid a premium price for something. He might be a man-child if he makes fun of people, but no one can make fun of him because he will f*** everyone else over the first chance he gets. He might be a man-child if he's obnoxious, annoying, abusive, and violent when drunk. You know those drunk men that you have to hide the liquor bottle because they act like pieces of sh when they're drunk? They have no class and treats every drinking occasion like a house party for boys. He might be a man-child if he gets defensive and turns the tables on you when you are honest with them. The only thing they know how to do is to bring up the past and list all of the stuff that they think is your failures. He might be a man-child when you see them become crybabies and drama queens on social media, always ranting and whining, complaining about other people. They're complaining about the government. Hell, they're complaining about every 
thing in the damn world. He might be a man-child if he can't be alone, always needs someone to hold his hand, doesn't know their social security, can't do the shopping alone, can't take care of the kids alone. Again, needs someone to be his mommy because a man-child refuses to grow up. And I'm not talking about reading comics, playing games, or watching superhero movies growing up because I'm proud to be an adult geek. So I'm not talking about that. No, I'm talking about when he does whatever he wants, not caring how he looks or how it hurt others. A man-child will blame everyone else for everything. They always lie. They always name-call. They are extreme narcissists. And they bully people left and right because more than likely they were bullied themselves. And since society let crazies have a little power on the internet, they become bullies themselves. It is hard to love someone who acts like a small child in a body of a grown-up. You see, James Bond keeps his emotions in control. You will see many of his enemies insult him with the intention of making him lose his temper, but Bond just stays calm and relaxed with a smirk on his face. He doesn't believe in exchanging insults and doesn't even bother to threaten them. No, there is no reason to get overly emotional and then threaten or exchange heated words with someone because you feel hurt. Listen, if you show your emotions uncontrollably, you've just revealed to everyone else what they can use against you in the future. So always keep your emotions in control and try your best to make people wonder what makes you tick. There is no reason to get emotional about things. You have to learn to understand your emotions so that you can choose them at the right time. It isn't easy to control your emotions, but I tell you, once you are able to control it, your life will be easier in more ways than you ever thought possible. You will be much happier because you won't be so stressed out all the time. Another way to be like 007, and it's similar to what I just said, is not letting people know what buttons to push so they don't control you. Like I said, Bond knows how to act when his enemies are trying to make him tick. But let's take it a little further. James Bond knows how to behave in company. People love James Bond because he is charming. There are simple things every man can do, like learning to hold an engaging two-way conversation and always being polite and generous. No matter how old-fashioned it may seem, no matter how old-school I sound, you can go far by practicing this, I promise you. You have to show interest in others and listen carefully. Many of you men need to learn how to be a gentleman, too. We live in a and confusing world. You got many people, especially the modern feminist, that makes the concept of being a gentleman a bad thing. But it's not a bad thing. Here is how you men can be gentlemen. The first thing you have to do is don't be a gossiper. Don't spread rumors. Don't talk about others. The second thing you have to do is to help others. If you see someone struggling with something, you must hurry to help him or her. It doesn't matter where you are at. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what you're holding. If you can and have the time, just drop what you are doing and ask them if he or she would like some assistance. It is one of the best things a gentleman can do. The third thing you have to do to be more gentleman-like is to never judge people quickly. Don't assume things about people. Hold your opinions before judging anyone. The next thing is chivalry. Offer your seat to a woman or an elderly person and open doors for people no matter what the age is, no matter what the gender is. A gentleman is always proving that chivalry is not dead. The next thing to do is to say what you mean. Don't be around the bush. A real gentleman gets to the point and doesn't expect other people to read between the lines. Another thing to do is to be open-minded. A gentleman knows the benefits of listening to the views of others, even if it's different from his. Life is too short, so you have to take it smoothly because James Bond is always smooth. And the key ingredient to being smooth is confidence. You see, James Bond can laugh in the face of someone who is torturing him because he has been in similar situations before and Bond is confident that he will escape safely. Like James Bond, you have to understand the difference between confidence and arrogance. Arrogance in people today is so common and out of control. I feel like I'm surrounded by the know-it-all society. Arrogance is what you see in politics today, especially on social media where there are a ton of political arrogance and tribalism. But confidence is like when James Bond goes right to the front door of a villain's lair and no one even dares to question him. Bond always greets death like an old friend. Just look at his face when there is a gun pointed at him. Bond is confident. When that gun is in his face, he is calm. He's making jokes. Most of the time, he's using his wits to taunt his enemies. Bond is a man 
who is not afraid because he knows he will win and he will always get the girl. Learning to be more confident takes time, but with plenty of practice, being confident will help you get through anything with ease. So find ways to get connected with yourself so that you can grow and become more confident. Get rid of all the negative thoughts that is not worth the stress. Don't allow people or something like social media to control your view of the world by not taking the time to strengthen your mind and becoming a confident gentleman. Another way to be like 007 is to understand that hectic and stressful situations will come and go. So you should not stress about things that don't matter. Bond doesn't freak out when stressed. Bond doesn't panic. He's always calm. You have to understand that stress is all in your mind. It is a thought. There are many people that have their own meaning of what stress is, but to me, it is just in your mind. I truly believe that we have complete control over stress. I had trained myself to have this mindset because I was really bad at this. So when that stressful thinking starts filling my head, I now stop, take a deep breath, and learn to just let it go. I know it's hard for many of you to do, but trust me, it helps. The more you practice controlling stress, the more you will feel relaxed. It's okay to feel sad when someone dies. It's okay to have other kinds of emotions for certain things, but don't be stressed out for things that do not matter. We all juggle a lot of things in life, right? But if you don't worry about things that don't matter, you will always wake up stress-free and ready to take on the day with a clear mind and feel relaxed. Working on being stress-free will be different for everyone. What will work for one person may not work for another person. Just ensure that stress does not interfere with your health and do things that will help manage stress like exercising, meditating, talking it out with someone, or learning a new skill. Whatever it is, just understand that stress management is an important thing to practice. You need to work on this every day. When you are good at stress management, you will be calm and confident like Mr. Bond. People will respect and trust you more because of the way you handled chaos and conflict. Another way to be more like 007 is to be one step ahead always. People who are always one step ahead of the game are people that can sense any potential dumb decisions before making them. They don't give themselves a chance to make a mistake. You must learn how to outsmart yourself. You must keep on practicing that until you no longer need to trick yourself into making good decisions. Then you can take on the world. You can even be ready to take on your competition. When you are one step ahead of the game, you will always be in the right place at the right time, never the wrong place at the wrong time. Another way to be like 007 is to always be very thorough. James Bond has preferences like everyone else has, but he also focuses on the details. He knows what he wants and doesn't have to think about it. Listen up, man. Women like it when you know what you want. You will appear far more confident than the people who don't know what to do or what they want. Being thorough means that you care about doing things right. Who cares if other people thinks that being thorough is a waste of time? I'm a perfectionist. I don't like leaving anything up to chance. I hate to be surprised by things that try to bring me me down. I am one of those people that believe in getting things done right the first time. If I can avoid a problem from happening before it happens, I am going to do the best that I can to be prepared. I treat some of the smallest details as if they were important as the big details. They say that people either see the whole forest or see the details in the trees. I like to take in the whole thing and look at things from afar and making sure everything is great up close. I want to always be prepared. People that know me know that I plan out always. I get made fun of a lot for it, but I'm always prepared and I don't care what they think. I'm the one that's happy. I'm the one that's prepared. I'm the one that's ready. Being thorough and confident attracts followers. I like people to look at me and say, wow, that really knows what he's doing. Steven really knows what he wants. James Bond is awesome at this. Here's an example. Listen to this scene from Casino Royale where the other players like his confidence. Bond knows what he's doing by saying exactly what he wants. You will hear him order a drink, being confident and specific, and people at the table copied him because of that confidence. Check it out. Oh. Send the barman over, please. Dry martini. Oui, monsieur. Wait. Three measures of Gordon's, one of vodka, half a measure of Kina Lille, shake it over rice, and then add a thin slice of lemon peel. Yes, sir. You know, I'll have one of those. So will I. Certainly. My friend, 
bring me one as well. Keep the fruit. That's it? Hmm? Anyone want to play Pocono? Someone's in a hurry. The next thing to do to be more like 007 is to dress sharp and present good hygiene always publicly, and that's including virtual meetings. Bond is always dressed impeccably. He knows how to dress for the occasion from a black tie event suit to a more relaxed beach wear outfit. James Bond always has the right look for the right venue. This also includes exercising. Nothing gives you more confidence than being healthy. If you are proud of the way you look, you are more than likely want to get out and about. You are more than likely ready to talk to new people and dress to impress. And remember to never become a gym no one really cares how much you can bench press. You will never find 007 boast about how much he benches. You should follow the James Bond style. You have to dress one step above everyone else. It will make you stick out in a good way. Wear clothes that fit. No sh baggy clothing. Even though I have seen the 90s baggy style coming back, you should always wear clothes that fit you properly. You have to always iron your clothes. I feel like people don't iron their clothes anymore. When I go out, I have seen so many men wearing an amazing outfit and I've seen women wearing cute outfits too, but they are wrinkled like hell and it just looks bad. I don't care how a good a shirt will make me look good. If it's wrinkled, I'm not wearing it. If you are going to accessorize with watches and jewelry, accessorize appropriately. Don't go crazy. When it comes to watches, wear a nice watch. Don't be wearing that loud Apple watch when you're going out. Being around the house or exercising is fine. But when you look good and you have that looking Apple watch, it looks bad and it doesn't look sexy at all. Trust me. Women won't tell you this. Told you this before. Most of my friends are women. One of the things that they don't like is when the man is dressed really nice and then they have an Apple watch. Other shitty clothing items that men wear that I know that women hate are things like the girly looking leather bracelets. You look like a beta that's just following a trend. And women don't like shoes like Air Jordans. If you were playing basketball and you were doing some sports, okay, that doesn't matter. You look like you're wearing what you need to wear. But if you're wearing it out and about, you look like a teenager. And women like to see men as mature and older. Those types of shoes makes you look like an immature teenager. It's the same with those girly leather bracelets I was talking about. How about those sports sunglasses? If you ain't fishing or playing sports and you are trying to be fashionable, no sports glasses. You need to focus on the designer frames that structure your face. If you are over 18, you could smoke and join the military. That means you could dress like a man and not a beta teenage baby. People who have to hop into every single fashion or social trend that comes around probably has low self-esteem. They need the approval of so many people just to have a sense of self-worth. I don't try to be cool to get validation. I don't. Because I don't care about what other people think. I only care what my wife likes me in and what helps me feel good. You will never find where, uh, Bond wearing a shirt from high school and holes in his pants. You will never find him wearing graphic shirts. Now, me, I do wear graphic shirts, but it's either in two places where you will see me wearing graphic shirts. One is at home. Two is in Disney. I'm at Disney. I like to be matching and I get those fun shirts. But when I'm out and about, when I'm not, when I'm not at home and when I'm not at Disney Park, I do my best to dress to impress. And you don't have to spend a ton of money and buy an expensive clothing like Bond. Nope. That is not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if you take care of your appearance, your confidence will get a huge boost. What you wear will always affect how you feel about yourself and how you act. So always stay groomed by showering each morning and night, brushing your teeth in the morning and at night. And wear the cologne and perfume that matches you. Get other people's opinion. Don't just go with the first thing that you like. I buy the cologne that my wife likes. She's in charge of picking out the cologne that I wear to go out. But I also have another cologne that I put on after every shower. That cologne is the one I usually switch out every now and then. I will go to these places that sell men's cologne and I will find a woman who will give me an honest opinion. As a man, you have to take care of your skin. Places like Alta will have lotions and creams that will help you take care of your skin. You can also find things online, but Alta and other places like that will have people with the knowledge that can help you find what best suits you and your skin if you want something more personal than watching videos online. I have always taken care of my skin because I don't want to be that old guy that has the skinned off.
if you look at me right now and only focus on my skin, you would think I was a little younger than I am. Then my receding hairline and some gray hair sticking out at the top of my head and in my beard will tell you that I'm in my mid-30s. I'm 35 right now, but I don't want to look sad and old when I'm 65. The one way to avoid all that is to take care of your skin. I walked right into the store and asked for someone that knows a lot about skincare. I was led to someone who helped me out tremendously. And now I have something to put on while I'm showering, something to put on right before sleeping, something to put on when I wake up, and something to put on when I go out. Just because you are a man doesn't mean you can't take care of your skin like women do. Trust me, women will notice when you take care of yourself. James Bond is stylish and handsome. Dressing and grooming well show self-respect. People will trust the ones who care enough to take care of themselves more than the ones that don't. It will help you set yourself apart from the crowd. There are countless times where I wouldn't help a woman out by opening the door for them or picking up something that fell on the ground and they will tell me how good I smell or how nice my beard is or even how my beard smells because I put special oils and beard balms on my beard to make it smell good and manly at the same time. These women usually ask questions if so that their husbands or boyfriends can wear the same thing. I stand out. So imagine if a guy who dressed casually and did the same thing, he just became a blur to that woman's memory. I dress up all the time, even if it's just going to Target. Why? Well, I recently started losing mad weight. And when you have been big like me for as long as I have, you got used to wearing the same casual, ugly that you find at Walmart or other department stores or online or in DXL. Now... I am more confident than ever and got people turning heads and even got my wife checking me out like when we were dating, which gave me even more confidence. So don't look like find yourself a quality barber. Like for me, I like going to Harold's Barbershop here in Irvine. That's on Jeffrey and Alton for those of you who are interested. And for those of you that don't live in California, just check out the pictures on Yelp so you could get an idea of what I'm talking about. Places like that are a little more pricey than Great Clips, Super Clubs, Haircuttery, and other places like that. But going to places like Harold's Barbershop is so worth it. They know what they're doing. Especially if you have a beard, they can take care of you. Because, I mean, I do my beard really well. But when I have a special occasion, an event to go to, or my in-laws come in, or my parents come in, I make sure that I get my beard done professionally. And you won't see Bond showcasing a nasty neck beard. You need to invest in your wardrobe and keep in mind that you don't have to have expensive outfits. You got to do what I do. I spend money on things that make me look good and I make sure I buy stuff that don't display the logo anywhere that is obvious. This way, it's more about the style than, oh, you're wearing a brand or, oh, he's just showing off the brand name clothes. Have one proper attire for every occasion. Find YouTubers like Alpha M that will help you find your style without breaking the bank. Another way to be more like 007 is to know your stuff, which means to always be a student and never a scholar. Bond is a jack of all trades. Expand your knowledge as widely as possible so you always have something to add to the conversation. You will be way more confident and cool wherever you are. It doesn't matter how much you think you are a pro at something, always be learning. The way to do it is to read and research as much as you can and explore as well. Find new things to do. I'm good at storytelling, but I'll never be the best. I'm always looking for ways to improve. I'm always looking for skills that will help out of place. Successful people always stays a student. There was one time I talked to a guy who was rich, someone who I thought was beyond successful, but he was so very interested on what the f- I was saying. He kept on asking me questions and wondering how I felt about this or how I felt about that. Why did he do that? Why should you do that? It is because a successful person always sees himself as a student and not a scholar. Successful people are always learning from other people. Never think that you have made it. Some people think that because of their title or college degree and having a ton of money that they can't learn anything else from anybody, especially people that they think is below them. Smart people never make assumptions. They always ask questions because they are always ready to learn. The last way you could be like 007 is to 
always offer the respect to others that they deserve. Showing respect to others is very beneficial. You can help make people's lives a little easier. You can build positive relationships that will last a long time. When we treat others well, you will feel good about yourself. If you have children, you are setting a great example so that they will have a great future. Some people will walk into the room and command respect just because of their status. Don't be like that. Respect is very important. Aretha spelled it out for you. It is very easy to do. You just have to listen to what the other person has to say because everyone wants to feel like they are being listened to. And when you give that person your time and focus, you are showing them respect. You have to always be kind. I know that it's hard with all the men and crybaby out there, but kindness is an expression of respect. Kindness is so very easy to give because it costs you nothing. And it's always great when someone returns the kindness right back to you. You gotta be polite. So many people are so rude today. Whether if you're driving down the highway or standing in line in the grocery stores or finding a parking spot outside of the mall or on social media or watching your kids play in the sports or talking politics, I feel like politeness is going away and it's going away fast. But like kindness, it is so very easy to be polite. It also costs you nothing. Politeness can change a person's day in an instant. Sometimes it can even change a person's life. You can say the right thing that planted a seed and their future will be better. I planted many seeds hoping that the person gets the message by just being polite, kind, and helpful. I have seen some amazing stuff happen just by being polite, just by being kind, just by being respectful. Being polite can lift spirits like you've never seen before, which can get those people through the difficult time. Another way to show respect is to always be thankful. That's another thing. I'm always hoping strangers like opening the door or letting them cross the street when I'm in the car and they just need to walk right across the street. But lately, I've been noticing that I don't even get one thank you. And it's sad, but I don't need it. So don't expect a thank you, but you yourself can be thankful. Without respect, we lose heart. Like I said, everyone wants respect. And if you want respect, you have to show respect. I saw this post on Instagram a couple of months ago that said showing respect for human life and human beings is fundamental to civil society and a civil world. Being James Bond is not easy, but if you follow these tips, it will help you be more like him. Keep on practicing each tip and it will soon be second nature. He is so charming and so cool that even women that are assigned to kill Bond fall for him. Now, let's go watch some Bond films. What the Brit is coming up next. Hello? 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 Can anybody hear me? Hello? Hello? Can anybody hear me? Dear God, how long is this friggin' does this button even work? <sighs> oh. Well, where am I? Nope. I'm stuck in an elevator at my job. You know, that same job that I quit like a month ago. What the f I was supposed to be leaving to go watch my baby while my husband is at the eye appointment and now he's gonna be late. And I'm gonna be late. This is not good. And I don't even have signal in here. I'm stuck in this frickin' elevator. Oh my god! Oh wait, wait, let me tell you how I got here. Well, if I was paying attention this morning, and I actually gave a I would have noticed that the way the elevator slammed when I got to the floor was not a good noise at all. But instead, I just brushed it off. Eh. And then I took another chance. And I blindly got in that elevator again during early lunch, you know, an hour before anybody else plans on using this frickin' elevator. And it gave me the big old and it stopped in between floor three and two. So of course I'm gonna be late and I've got zero signal and nobody frickin' hears me. I actually pressed this help button like beep, 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 beep. And then I tried again and some automated message that made me think it was actually gonna dial out somewhere made another beep, beep. And then nothing. And then I pressed it like five more times. Ugh. 
and then I start yelling again. And uh, that, that's where we are. I'm yelling. Hello? Hello? <sighs> so, I wonder how frequently do people get stuck in elevators? Public elevators, at least, have to be checked at least once a year. I mean, these things have inspection reports. Look, this one, it was just checked last month. It should be working. But here I am, trapped, eating my lunch away in a freaking elevator. It's getting sweaty and there's no freaking air conditioning. Did you know that? There's no air conditioning in elevators, at least none that I've been in. And now it's getting this humid, nasty breath smell. So I'm trapped and it sucks. The oxygen's dwindling and I'm, and I'm thinking I'm gonna die. So let's flash forward to the part where I'm finally out of this freaking elevator. All right, so I just got out of that freaking elevator and I had to jump like three feet. But thankfully I could jump out of the shaft and boom, hop right out onto the floor with a little thanks from the elevator mechanic that eventually showed up, all that yelling and screaming did work. And I found out a little something. When an elevator is thought to be going excessively fast, there is a safety and it just, it stops right in the middle of whatever's going on and says, too fast, too dangerous, we're stopped. That's what happened to me. I was asked, were you jumping? And I said, hell no. I used to, I'll admit. As a kid, I used to jump in elevators. But that's not something I think to do anymore. And apparently, you can get charged with a misdemeanor if you cause your elevator to stop in the middle of its tracks. Normally, you have to have a pretty high weight to begin with. So, you know, a few people, if you guys all jumped up simultaneously, it would go faster and the elevator will abruptly stop, the mechanic will come rescue you, and then all of a sudden you're given a huge bill for acting like a dummy, and you probably got stuck in it for a good 30 minutes to an hour. Now, I was only in that elevator for about 45 minutes, but I was one person being sweaty, and I can't imagine being in a whole group of people sharing that same sweaty hot box. I could see it being pretty sobering, you know, if they had beautiful music, but... I didn't have music, and I was kind of panicking, and I, I was actually afraid for it to start again because I did not want to feel that abrupt stop because I thought, hell, that's like freaking free whiplash. Should I sue? I don't know. I don't think I've got any injuries. I just now have a new fear that I'm going to get trapped in an elevator again, and it's going to make me late. So I guess I'm going to go up like four flights of stairs every time I go into that freaking office. And, you know, I, I found out that there's something I think the world needs to know about these damn elevator call buttons. First off, uh, I might have neglected some kind of menu prompt that said to press an additional button because I was in full panic mode that I thought I was just going to be able to talk to somebody. I might have needed to press like a one or a two. But also, it doesn't dial out to an emergency 911, get me the fire station right away. No, it's like it's a program number that is, you know, possibly that building's maintenance department. And because it's a program number that's not just the default emergency line, it may or may not dial out to somebody that's actually awake and coherent enough to answer your calls. In my circumstance, it didn't dial out anywhere. About four years ago in Denver, Colorado, there's this old dude named Isaac, and Isaac had dementia. He was out exploring and never made it back to his apartment. His family was like, what's up, Isaac? Wait, you're not at home? And they report him missing. And about a month later, this dude is found trapped in an elevator. He had pressed that call button twice. There was actually a service company that came out to try to find him, but they went to the wrong elevator in the building and no dice. They actually checked two elevators. Well, there was a third elevator in this like little construction zone area. And that's the one this old guy got trapped in. You know, he pressed his two buttons for the call of help, and it was all dismissed. And this poor elderly man wasn't found for a freaking month. It was the nasty smell that made the people that were living in his apartment complex say, Ugh, this smells like a dead body. And it was. I mean, that could have been me if I got trapped in a uh, different elevator that had a lot less volume, because my call button didn't go out. Yeah, we already know I've got doubts about that, right? Like, I might not have followed directions. One thing to note is that nobody really took blame for Isaac's death. 
There was a report that was saying, like, you know, it'll be investigated. Well, if you try to look this story up, it's like, oh, it's an old person that died. And, you know, old people, they're kind of worthless, right? Well, that's terrible. I mean, I want to follow up. I want to know that somebody's going to take responsibility for Isaac's death because, you know, he pressed his button. Where was his caretaker? Or did he not have one even though he had dementia? Either way, it's really sad. In Singapore, it is illegal to piss in an elevator. That makes sense, right? I mean, if you do it here in the States, you'll have some consequences too. If you piss in an elevator, there's a good chance you're going to get fined for the cleanup fee. You know, if it can be linked back to you, nobody's going to let you get away with just pissing in an elevator. But in Singapore, they actually install these urine detection devices. Once you pee in an elevator, that device sets off an alarm and the alarm contacts police and they arrive wherever you are pissing in an elevator and arrest you. So, you know, they take piss very seriously in Singapore. I think that's great because I don't want to be in a stinky, nasty, piss-smelled elevator. Ugh. Thank you for keeping me company while I was trapped in the elevator earlier. I was really scared and I couldn't have survived without you. I hope you have an amazing day. And please, be safe and take the stairs. Big Vinny and Lenny are coming up next. Ah, oh, I'm freaking exhausted. You need a vacation. That's what you need. Vacation? Yeah, vacation. Vacations are just for lazy pricks. Just kidding. It's just going on vacation with your mother as hell. She drives me nuts. I mean, you're supposed to have a good time on vacation, right? Yeah. But not with your mother. She always got a about something. Why don't you go by yourself? She won't let me go by myself. She won't let me even go with friends or even your Uncle Tony. Whatever, Dad. Just, just eat your food. What the F, Lenny? What? Look at this sh- Look how you're eating. How the f*** am I eating? Who does that? Does what? Eat like a f***ing moose. I don't eat like a f***ing moose. I need you to eat in front of the f***ing mirror and watch yourself I ain't yourself doing eat. nothing. And then you'll see that you eat like a f***ing moose. Off, Dad. Why don't you call your mom? Don't start with mom. She misses you. I know. She's always talking about you. Yeah, I, I know. I'll call her later. Nah. We're gonna call her right now. Don't call her right now. Hello? Hey, Gabby, you'll never get- Oh, my God. I just went out for coffee with Elena and her husband, Ricky. And let me tell you something. They are cheap. I knew they were cheap, but they are cheap, cheap. Not only are they cheap, but they are ugly, too. I hate hanging out with them. Cheap pricks. At the end, when we were all trying to divvy up the check to see who drank what, all I had was some lemon water. You know how I feel about that Starbucks. I- What the- would I pay for their vanilla bean frappy shit or whatever the it's called? I don't know, but f- Tommy and his cheap. Elena even walked in the coffee shop acting like a big shot. We all know she ain't even with a new fake arm, but now she's got a new nose. And thank goodness, because that was looking like Pinocchio. <laughs> I swear, I seen birds flying all around you when she was sitting outside. <laughs> I bet you they wanted to land on a f- nose. <laughs> I don't know what a problem is, but she's gonna get what's coming to her. <laughs> anyway, I was telling Mary that you would have paid for the whole thing. You bet I would. Anyways, I love you. I'll see you later. Bye. Wait, Gabby. What? Guess who I'm having lunch with right now. I don't know who. Lenny. My little Lenny. Yep, I got you on speaker. Lenny, say hi. Hi, Ma. Oh, my Lenny. Why the f*** don't you call? I'm sorry. You know, I get worried sick about you. I know, Ma. I know, I know. I haven't seen you in three months. I had to hear that your poor wife Mia died from that Pinocchio. My own son couldn't even tell Sorry, me. Sorry, Mike, you just... I, I got busy. I, I had a lot of stuff going on. Oh, you're busy? Yeah. You're busy. Okay, that's okay. Oh, Ma. <laughs> when, when I die, when I die, you're going to be okay. But he's going to be Mom, fine. Why are you always talking that's about okay. dying? <laughs> when I die, you're going to be okay. <laughs> why you got to make your mom upset? I wasn't trying to make her upset. Now you f*** your I'm day. not the one that called her. Don't you talk to me like that, Lenny. I swear to God, I'm going to win this lottery and I'm going to leave and don't come back. I'm going to be on a beach in Florida, except I'm not bringing nobody except myself. You dumb will never see me again. Okay, Ma. Well, I got to go, Lenny. I love you. Love you, too. I better see you tomorrow. Okay, Ma. I promise. Tell your dad that we're having leftovers for dinner. I'm not in the mood to cook. I can hear you. He's on speaker. I'm on speaker. Oh. 
That's right. I fucking hate being on the speaker thing. I'll see you later, Gabby. No, I don't like it when you put me on speaker. I sound like a cat getting its balls cut off with a butter knife. Get out of here. You sound like an angel. Ah. Well, maybe you can have me for dessert. That sounds amazing. Hey, uh, that's disgusting. What? You don't think people f I don't want to think about you and my f all the time. Yeah. How do you think we got our little Lenny? Yep. You're proof that we f it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I'll see you later, Gabby. I love you. I love you, too. So, when are you going to come out of the closet? What are you talking about? It's uh, been a long time since your wife was shot, and I figured since you haven't been with another broad, you must be playing for the other team, if you know what I'm talking about. You think I'm gay? Well, last month when we was talking on the phone, you was telling me that you had a stiff neck. Yeah, so? The only way you get a stiff neck is by sucking too much The fuck? I wasn't sucking no How do you explain the stiff neck? I slept weird or so I don't know. Okay, so tell me why you haven't moved on already. I don't know. I'm just not ready. Is it because you're Vinny? Pa, what the fuck is your problem? See, this is why I don't talk to you. Hey, chill the fuck out. I'm just fing with you. I don't like it when you play these fing games. But for real, you need to move on. I know. Can I get you gentlemen anything else? Yeah, let me ask you something. Sure. What do you think of my son here? Oh, like, pa. like, is he cute or handsome or what? I think he's kind of cute. You want to go on a <laughs> date with him? What the fuck are you doing? Lenny, calm the down. If you're not going to get out there again, I'm going to help give you a boost. You see, sweetheart, my son Lenny here lost his wife a bit ago, and he's having a hard time getting back out there. Uh, I'm sorry for your loss. It's, it's okay. Hey, I, I'm sorry about my father. He's being a It's okay. I think it's going to So you really up for a date? Yeah, sure, why not? How about this Friday night? Perfect. How, how about we meet up at the Manja Manja over at the 8th Street? Here's my number. See you soon. See you soon. And that's that. That was f Pa. What the f are you talking about? I don't need you to pick up girls from me. You wasn't doing it yourself, so I had to help. Now you don't have to hook up with Juanita no more. Who the fuck is Juanito? Your secret boyfriend. I told you I'm not f***ing gay. You don't have to take that Goya d*** in the no more and get stiff neck. You sick, Pa. Fragile creatures, we so easily get attached just to have our hearts broken. But with power, people change. They no longer care when their hearts are broken or that they are causing the very pain they felt onto others. Such a simple source of power, mysterious sources of corruption which disappear just like everything else but leave so much damage. Some say they are a gift from heaven. Others think they are a curse from hell. To me, they only show people's true colors. With power, you can choose to take or give. And just like people always do, they choose to take. Take and take and take. Humanity is doomed to forever repeat itself. They choose to look out for themselves, blaming it on the temptation or whatever they use to accomplish their twisted goals. But these somehow individually don't have much effect on most people. But as a collective whole, it has caused civilization to slowly crumble behind closed doors. The United Nations decided on Japan's suggestions of Kamigami Kara no Akirimono, or Akirimono for short. It translates as a gift from the gods. The only gift anyone is getting is money, and that's for the people at the top of the food chains. But for those at the bottom... It only seems like a burden for them. Though you have to wonder if they didn't exist, would anything truly change? Humans would have found a new source of power. You don't need a kirimonos for suffering to exist. You need people for suffering to exist. So it's simple in the end. Be kind and die. Or put people behind you and survive. It is the only way to survive. 
Nothing will ever change, and so the cycle repeats itself. There will always be suffering, but I don't plan to be part of it. So if to avoid it, and I have to make others suffer, so be it. Humans were designed to suffer or cause suffering, so I've chosen my place in the food chain. So cling on to hope, ignore the despair around you. It will always be there. People will always be suffering, and if you try to fix it, you too will end up like them. But within suffering, there can be an act of kindness. Maybe you're right. Maybe humanity is doomed to repeat itself. Maybe higher-ups will continue to seek power. Maybe power is what will destroy us. But I made a vow to use this gift to help others and do whatever it takes to prevent that. And I'll continue to try to help people. I just wish you would have stuck to that vow, too. You may enter. So, is that it then? They want to cut it off after dealing with us for so long. They said they have better buyers, and we are risking their identity by being so high stakes with our deals all the time. So what? They're just gonna abandon us for doing our jobs? We can get our weapons elsewhere. We can smuggle them through the harbor. But we were dealing with them in the first place because they are safer. The cops and the FBI have little to no information on their existence, never mind their deals. You hear what happens to these other gangs? The cops have high surveillance at the docks. Thanks to the Okurimono Agency, 9 out of 10 times any of the shipments coming in are stopped. Then, any that do somehow get their shipments through end up being destroyed by these guys. They are the only ones we can make a deal with and they know it. They are even working on something that can compete with Okurimonos. They are years ahead of any government funded project involving it. If we get on their good side, imagine the power we could have if all of our men had the ability to destroy anyone in their path. What do you want us to do? Stop our drug deals? Our customers are rich billionaires anyways. They'll just cover it up for us to keep the weasels out of trouble. So I don't even know what their problem is. Or they'll cover their own butts and leave us to go down with any evidence of them buying from us. So, they might have a point. Maybe we should start trying to be more careful. What? We're gonna suddenly change how we've always done things just because these dumb want to cover up their tracks? I say we stick it to them and report them to the police. Are you a madman? They'd kill us before we even got the chance to do anything. Thanks to their Okuro Mono users. We can't win this one. They could even be right now. And we wouldn't have a clue. Here. I've got all the information on all our clients in here. We can go through them all and see if we can't find an easier way to contact them. Maybe cut off some while we're at it too. Why are you still here? Sorry, it's just all this Okuramano and business stuff sounds really interesting, but it just kind of goes in one ear, not the other. You know what I mean? <laughs> Good, because if you did understand what was going on here, we'd have to kill you. Really? Nah. I'm just messing with you. What's your name, pretty lady? My name is S Sophie, sir. You like jewelry, Sophie? Yeah, although these are just plastic. They look expensive, though, which is why I bought them. <laughs> Whoa, they are beautiful, sir. I got them for my girlfriend. Well, X now. Oh. I'm so sorry to hear that. Don't be. She was a real All she ever wanted was the money. She never cared about me. Most women I meet don't have a real bad habit of cheating on me too. Such a shame. Well, do you want them? Really? You'd give them to me? You seem like a nice girl. I'm sure you'll pick up a lot of fellas with them. Thank you, sir. Although, you see, sir, I want something else. Oh? Yeah. And what would that be? Well... 
and a kuromono! That was a nice sob story. Poor little you. Can't find someone to love. Maybe it is because within the past five years, you've had a total of 20 girlfriends, all of which you've killed and threw their bodies into the water at the docks. You have a type too. Blondes, right? So I thought you might appreciate another blonde. Who the f*** are you? My name is Rin Songgen. My okurimono is behind the mask. I work with the Okurimono Agency. We don't only monitor the docks for shipments, which, by the way, is unfortunate for you, because you all are going to jail for a long time. But first, you will be giving us some information. Ha! Look at you. Look where you're at. It's one versus twenty. Do you really think you're gonna make it out of here alive? Sir. If I didn't, do you really think I would have attacked like this? Shoot her now! One, two, and a guard escaped with a briefcase containing valuable information on their customers. You get that, Adam? Yep. Speak of the devil. Another! Well, nice to meet you, too. Get him! Target one secured. Target two's location is unknown. I've got a visual on the target. He's about to enter the getaway car. On his tail now. You're all the way on the 25th floor. How are you going to get there on time? Emily, give me Rin's location so I can help her get through anyone blocking the floors. No need. No need? Why? Because she just jumped I... out the window. Why am I not surprised? We don't have to pay for that, right? It's a criminal organization's building whose owners are about to be put in jail for the rest of their lives. Who do you think you'd be paying? Well, in Monopoly, anyone in jail still gets paid when someone lands on their properties. I'm gonna pretend I didn't hear that. Under arrest for Target 2 secured. Briefcase's location is unknown. Found it. Taking the stairs. He's on the first floor. Almost there. He's heading for the rooftop. Don't lose him. What's going on? Adam is chasing him on the rooftop. Okay, there's nowhere to go. And he jumps. Briefcase secured. something productive for once in your life? I am being productive. Just because you can't see the usefulness of what I'm doing doesn't mean I'm not being productive. Enlighten me. I'm making a paper airplane. I can see that. What else do I need to say? <laughs> How? Do you still have your job? I, uh, come on, Rin. Appreciate the art of paper airplanes. Adam. Anyone can make a paper airplane. <laughs> I'd like to see you try. Ta-da. Well, there's a science to it. Just get back to work.
Adam, get down from there. Not until you appreciate the art of paper airplanes. Congratulations. You've achieved what every five-year-old does when they are bored. Just get back to work. What the? <laughs> See-written paper airplanes are amazing. <laughs> I apologize about him, James. It's not your fault this dumb exists. Don't speak to your superior in such a way. You should respect me. I refuse to respect someone who doesn't Sorry, even have two brain cells. Sorry, I I only go by sir to you. You aren't even my superior. How many years have I been working like here? Like three. And how long have you been working here? I don't know, like a year now? Boom! I've been here longer, and therefore I am your superior. That's not how it works. Last I checked, it I is. I swear to God, if you don't shut the f*** up, What are I'm you a all doing? S Sarah! Jeez, <sighs> keep it in your pants. Say that again, I dare you. Keep. It. In. Your. Uh. What happened? <sighs> Trust me. It's better if you don't know. Uh, anyways. You were told to come help you with paperwork. Thanks to Adam stabbing the briefcase full of evidence in a very expensive computer, we have to pay someone to fix it and have to pay to figure out what would have been on the pages where there's now a gaping hole. Hey, it ain't my fault. You stabbed our main source of evidence. How is it not your fault? He was gonna fall. Then catch him. Help him. Just Anything but stabbing the reason you're chasing him in the first place. I... I'm confused. Why does that require filling out all these papers? These aren't for that. I am already taking care of it. This is all about the work Adam hasn't done. So about three years worth. What? How do you even still have a job? Due to my amazing talents. I guess you can consider messing up everything you ever do a talent. Hey, I try my best! Tell that to this giant pile of papers. It has a point, Adam. This... this is just sad. Well, well, at least I got the guy. We wouldn't have anything at all if it weren't for me. Wow, how noble. How about you commit seppuku now and finish the job? Why would I play a game? I don't even like that one. Having to do math and all? That's Sudoku, you f what the hell is seppuku, then? It's Japanese for an honorable suicide. It's not my fault they don't understand your anime references. It's your fault for being a dumb... Know any other insults? I do. It's just that one just suits you so well. If you like the show, leave a like, leave a comment, submit a rating on iTunes, subscribe, follow, and ding our bell or whatever it is you want on the platform you're listening to this on. Just show us at Out of Place some love and tell and share with other people this podcast. If anything I said in this episode offended you in any way, we don't care. Cry to your mommy or anybody that will listen to a sensitive snowflake like yourself. Other than the music service streaming you're listening to this on, you can also find this podcast on YouTube. And I would like you listeners to show some love to our beautiful host Britt Nolan and all of the fantastic voiceover artists that you heard throughout this episode. There would be no skits if they didn't show their great talent. If you like the performance of one of the voiceover artists, just contact them or hire them or simply just tell them how great he or she is to our lovely host and the voiceover artist on this episode thank you for giving us an incredible performance people tell me how much an episode changed their way of thinking or even changed their lives and you will never know what your fantastic performance did for many listeners you may have inspired a teenager to become a voiceover artist or even a writer you may have helped change someone's life for the better as how many tv shows and movies can do because of how well you did Thank you, Brett, for doing your thing and making a smile. And thank you, voiceover artists, for bringing these skits to life. To our loyal listeners who made it to the end, we love you. We appreciate you. Goodbye. And always remember to smile.